Hi, this is Samantha with Soul Journey, and I will be talking to a very beautiful soul who I met by chance in Bahrain several years ago. From my very first encounter with her, I could tell she was incredibly warm, kind, and approachable. Immediately, she seemed very different from most Saudi women I had come in contact with. Her name is Fatina, and it is truly an honor to have her as my first guest on Soul Journey. Fatina is from Saudi Arabia, works full-time as an HR and business development manager, has two beautiful daughters and a devoted husband. The best part is she lives in a district near me. Ironically, she reached out to me right after I came out publicly with my guided messages, and she never knew anything about that. Neither one of us knew that we would share a spiritual connection. When we reconnected this year, it was an explosion of excitement, and there was a level of openness that wasn't there before. Maybe the stars were aligned for us, maybe it was just the right time, or maybe the hardship of COVID lockdown in Saudi took away the ability to waste time with small talk. Well, when we met a few months ago, there was no room for small talk. So much so, we got kicked out of a restaurant. My heart raced as she shared so many wonderful things, and I almost couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then I knew for certain that our souls were connected. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and I hope you feel a connection with Fatina as well. She may surprise you and perhaps break some Saudi stereotypes. She certainly did for me. Please listen to how we met, followed by some questions I had for Fatina. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening to Soul Journey. Fatina, I want to talk about how we met. Uh, from what I recall, it was about five years ago, and we were staying at the Sofitel in Bahrain. In um, We met, I believe, in the executive lounge of the hotel. Yes, true. And uh, your son was crying a lot, mm-hmm. and I was looking at you, telling you, do you have a tough time? Mm-hmm. He said yes, because I heard you previously that you are talking to your husband saying that uh, he is not stopping crying. <laughs> so you are suffering. <laughs> I thought that you should help this lady and give her some of your advices. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I told you what to do with uh, Alex, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Then suddenly Alex started to be quiet And we started to chat. Yeah. And I believe that's when you gave me your contact information. I think we were maybe on our way out towards the end of our time at Sofitel. And you gave me your contact information. I thought that was so incredibly sweet. And I thought, wow, this is my opportunity to have my first Saudi friend. Yeah, actually, I was very happy, excited, because I have a lot of international uh, friends. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I was really happy to have additional one mm-hmm. or additional family. <laughs> and after that, I communicate with you. I sent you, I think, messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met at my house. 
right? Yes. We had a meal at your house that was so beautiful, and you had gorgeous um, sweets out with uh, Arabic tea and all kinds of little desserts out, and it was really, really lovely. You guys were so hospitable, Uh, and we felt, both Mark and I felt just honored to be able to come to your house and spend so much time with you and see what your life was like and what, you know, your house looked like, and... It was really fun. And then um, we hung out a few times We yeah. um, over the years. It's, uh, and then finally, we didn't talk for a while. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And then we randomly saw each other at the pantry a couple yeah. times. Yeah, two times. Two times. Yeah. And then um, you reached out. And you reached out kind of out of the blue again. And it really warmed my heart because you said you missed me. I missed you. <laughs> that was Seriously. so sweet. You know what? I was really thinking about where's Samantha? I really miss her. I want to see her. Oh. So I pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. I sent the message, and I was waiting for the reply. Yeah. Then suddenly, yeah, Samantha. Yeah, there I am. I'm like, <laughs> yes, that was the nicest thing. I mean, you left a little voice message actually, and I heard your voice, and you said, "I miss you," and that just like completely touched something deep inside of me and I was like okay we, we got to get together again it's been too long so then we all got together at Le Pate in Cobar and then that's where the magic really happened yeah. it's something different happened in our communication you started sharing with me deeper things about yourself I had said nothing really mm-hmm. and I just let you talk and I was very very interested in what you were telling me um you and your daughter both. You were sharing some really interesting things. <laughs> I think um, we were um, happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And I felt something. I felt energy. I felt open doors. I felt great feeling talking with you. And I was really happy. Mm-hmm. So I opened up. You did. I said a lot of things. I told you about my meditations, mm-hmm. about how do I read people. There is a lot of spiritual environment there where around us and surrounded our place or our table at that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe that's why I was talking and talking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You had no you have no idea how excited I was. Um, I made sure not to say anything about myself. and it was so fascinating to hear you and your daughter say things like, we know about astrology, and, oh, do you want me to read your dreams? I was like, what? What is happening? This is too exciting. (laughs) And I just was kind of pinching myself going, how are we having this conversation now after all these years Mm -hmm. of just kind of randomly spending time together and bumping into each other, but like, I just was, the irony was not lost on me that we were having this particular conversation. Especially that this time when we sat there, we were really comfortable. Mm -hmm. Everything is, um, let's say, go smooth. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is nothing after us. There is no kids crying. (laughs) There is no any other things happening. That's Mm -hmm. why uh, we had the time to discover each other Mm -hmm. and feel the energy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then after that, you and I, um, we knew we needed to have a one-on-one talk with each other. So yeah. then that's when we met again, just the two of us for the first time Yes, at Madame Banquet. Yes. 
in Kobar, and that was mind-blowing. It was so good that we got kicked out of the restaurant. <laughs> Three hours, True. nonstop conversation, yeah. completely about the spiritual world. Yeah. And you were sharing all these amazing, mind-blowing things with me. And it was like two seconds. It was amazing. And I can't believe that we were asked to leave. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Great. So um, let's get into that more. And um, I just am so happy that we reconnected because that was kind of a game changer for me. And me too. I'm so incredibly grateful. Okay, Fatina, uh, I have some questions for you I would really love to ask regarding a lot of the things that we talked about at uh, Madame Banquet, our infamous uh, restaurant dinner. Um, So the first thing is, let's talk about your spiritual side, or that's the word that I like to use, and if you can use any other word you want or you think that kind of resonates better, but for the sake of simplicity, I'm just going to use the word spiritual. So when would you say it started for you, kind of your awareness of yourself a little bit more deeply or that maybe something about you is a little bit different? Long time ago, Mm -hmm. I noticed that I have something special, spiritual things. When I went with my grandma to her farm, I was listening a lot. I was watching the herbs. I was touching the flowers and feel it. Touching the trees, feel the breeze. I was enjoying the sun, the air going through my hair. It was really something different at my age. Usually the kids running, shouting, screaming. I did that, but not like the others. Mm -hmm. I have my own time, my own spiritual things. So yeah, long time ago. So you said you saw orbs, and these are those round things that you kind of float around. And can you describe the orbs a little bit more? It was really at the air, flying in front of me Mm. sometimes I wanted to touch those orbs but I can't Mm. because it's look like very tiny dusty things Mm. but it's not dust Mm. it's orbs Mm. Um, that's it I don't know how to describe it well but yeah did you see them mainly outside or did you see them inside the homes did you see them around people And were they moving on their own? While I was uh, uh, where, (laughs) actually, walking around, uh, I saw it. I saw it sometimes when I sat near the window, looking outside. It's coming inside. Mm -hmm. Um, Most likely with me more than others. Uh Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I can't even, I mean, I've seen orbs in pictures, but I've never seen an orb like in real life moving around in summer. I've seen sparkles and flashes, mm-hmm. yeah, but not 
quite exactly what you've described. And I think it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. My next question for you. Mm-hmm. So what did your friends and family think when you noticed these things about you and the way you were touching and feeling things and the way you were kind of having a very intense sensory experience? And as you get older, I'm sure you shared this with some people. Yeah. What were they thinking? Um, The first person that discovered that, my grandfather from my mother's side, uh, he was all the time talking with me about that I have something special. And he noticed something on me different than any other kid, even his own son and daughters. And he was telling my mother how much I'm special. What did he notice that was different? He said that she has energy. She's mm. extremely smart. And she ha- she is eager to learn at her age, young age. And she wants to know everything, every small details that shows a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. then after that, my mother started to notice something. Uh, I wasn't shared as a serious thing. It's just a comment or just a small talk. But at the ninth grade, my mother started to notice that, no, I have something really special, especially reading people. Yeah, tell me more about that, about reading people. So um, what does that mean exactly that you read people? Um, we can say that reading people is a little bit complicated, but I can feel or sense if the person is uh, healthy from inside or not. I can sense that if this person is greedy or he has something um, as a... I don't know how to to say it, but if he has a good tension or not, Mm. I can say that easily, clearly from the first time. Some of them, they told me that this is judging people. But no, I don't judge. I just sense it. And with the time, there is a lot of things coming up on the surface. And it shows that my sense was right. Okay, so... And did you share this with people that you could read people like your friends? Yes, I did a couple of times, many times actually. <laughs> and it was really exactly how I said. So did they use you as like a tool to read yeah. people for them? Yeah, the magic person. <laughs> we to do the magic for them. <laughs> the yeah. magic person? Magic person. Magic person. <laughs> they told me magic. Do your magic. Do your magic. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Um, so what I would call that is very strong empathic abilities. Yes. Being able to read somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is something I was born with as well. I know, I know I I used to have a hard time knowing if it was their feelings or my feelings Mm -hmm. that I was feeling. Um, and I always knew as a kid, if that is a good person or a bad person. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I feel the energy. Even the people, they don't talk. I feel the energy if they are good or not. If they feel sick or worried. A lot of things. Mm -hmm. Even when a very young age, which Mm -hmm. is really 
the power of life mm -hmm. and the gift mm -hmm. that God give us. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Um, okay, so um, how has this kind of served you in your life? Having these abilities, having these sensitivities, kind of having this um, deeper awareness of things. Um, how, how do you think that served you as you've been grown up and become an adult? Actually, uh, I became more selective. I don't do random relations. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I was uh, learning how to recharge myself after, let's say, a long bad day or um, mm -hmm. a situation or um, bad news. I learned how to really recharge myself. That's so important. Uh, did you feel yourself getting really drained during the day and you realized you needed to do something? Yes. To yes. make yourself feel better? Yeah, sure. How would you recharge yourself? What did that look like? Sometimes I do meditations, mm -hmm. spiritual, uh, let's say, uh, things. Mm -hmm. I do it. Uh, sometimes I open candles, I hear music, I stay in silence. Mm -hmm. and just silence that's how i recharge myself i came to back i came back to my balance um, my heart my brain go back to the normal stage the normal let's say palpitation for my heart then yeah i recharge myself mm. i feel good even if I don't talk to anyone, because I believe that everyone can recharge her or his self in a way, but you should know what the way that you can charge yourself. And for me, the silence is one of those things, mm. important things. I think that's brilliant because we live in a very, very loud world. Yeah, yeah. And it's important true. to go silent. Yes, I, I believe that too. I agree 100%. Um, all right, next question. Do you think that the whole kind of a spiritual awareness is growing in Saudi? Do you feel like there's community, more more women? I'm guessing it's going to be more with the women, to be honest, than the men. Mm -hmm. um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, I feel like women kind of gravitate towards this kind of thing mm -hmm. a little bit more easily than men. So, yes. but like in the general awareness in Saudi Arabia, do you find there's more groups of people, more people getting into this kind of thing or having conversations about it? You won't believe if I tell you that Saudi Arabia citizens, they believe on the spiritual uh, life and they open a lot of centers um, they open yoga centers, they open life coach centers, uh, they do a lot of sessions, even they use the yoga, um, the anti-gravity uh, yoga, they use it with a spiritual um, classes. Now, this is the first time I've heard of anti-gravity yoga. Yes. What What is that exactly? You know, those cartons that um, coming up, 
on the ceiling mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. just swing on that. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Like ropes and like yes. things that you swing from. Yeah, those called you... anti-gravity. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know more than I do. I, I don't even know. <laughs> because I tried it. Yeah. Couple of, <laughs> couple Did you like times. it? I love it. Believe me, if you you just do it once, you will keep doing the whole year. Okay, I think you and I need to do that. Yes. Let's go do some anti-gravity yes. yoga. That wow. sounds amazing. Amazing. I yeah. would love to do Believe that. Believe me. And it it's smooth. Mm-hmm. You can't believe that you will do those kind of things, but mm-hmm. because it's smooth and there is a lot of perfect and powerful energy at those kind of classes, you can do all the movements. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. So there are spiritual like centers opening up in Saudi yeah a lot a lot and and, and these have like meditation teachers yes, or sessions sessions do they do anything teachers. with um manifesting or talking about um bringing things into your life more or I mean I haven't been to one I don't know have you been to a spiritual center yes okay you tell me <laughs> what's it like inside when okay you go? uh first of all the decoration should be extremely simple and light mm-hmm and the windows are so big, mm-hmm. so the light of the sun can come inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, so quiet, everyone talking in a very, uh, let's say, slow and low uh, voice tone. Uh, then after that, the trainer, or we call it a trainer, mm. she sat at the room and she started talking with us on subjects. For example, um, Let's talk today about the meditation Mm. or how to take the anger from your chest or how to do cleansing to your brain or heart. So it depends on the session that you will take it and it depends on the trainer, how she can deal with the depth of the informations and uh, cleansing or whatever is Mm -hmm. the session on. So... It's really amazing. Uh, once you go out or the time is up, you don't mm. want to go out from the center. Mm. And uh, there is a lot and a lot and a lot of um, accounts on Twitter, Instagram, wow. uh, Snapchat. Once you do the search, you will find it. Saudis, they are really interested to do that. What is there something that sparked this interest? Is this like a trend that just recently happened or is this something that's been growing for a while, do you think? Uh, I think both mm-hmm. because the first thing that maybe some of the people, they do have those things long, long time ago, mm-hmm. but they don't speak up. Uh, they don't uh, share it with anyone. They read books, they go searching Google or they feel it, they sense it but they don't share it then after that when it became a trend Mm -hmm. they started to talk about that and you discover how much they are educated Mm -hmm. reading books uh, going uh, to the um, classes attending sessions even online sessions on telegram or um, uh, the other uh, i think youtube or Mm -hmm. there is another app i can't uh, recall the name Mm -hmm. But you will be amazed, male and female. Oh, yeah. That's some kind of music to my ears, to be honest. I am so, so happy, mm-hmm. excited, elated. I'm shocked. I'm surprised to hear all this. 
There is, and I um, wouldn't have known. Yeah, I would not have known this. There is uh, a camping on Khobar. They um, in Khobar camping yes. in Khobar. Yes, mm-hmm. they take you to the desert, and you do meditation what? and yoga. Yes, <laughs> I want to do this. Yes. I've never heard of this. Really? What is there a name? I to will, it? I will search it for you. It's on my Instagram. I can't recall the name, but oh, it's my goodness with the Zamal family. Okay, they they arrange it. So, they yeah they uh, they get um, together male and female. Mm-hmm. They go to the desert. They do some activities. They do yoga. Wow. They um, sit as a circle, and they started to sing, and uh, doing guitars and a lot of activities happening there. I love so it. So you need to go. Yeah, and they're connecting with nature. Yes. And personally, I believe there's a lot of power in this desert that's around us. I believe that too. It used to be an ocean millions of years ago. And, and now, now it's a desert. And now it's a desert. Yeah. It, and and I there's just so much energy in that sand and in the calm quietness of the desert. Yeah. It's powerful. I think it's very powerful. Um, okay, so... You do have a lot of friends like you, right? Do you have a, a group of girls that where you guys get together and talk about this kind of stuff? Like, would you say, or is this just kind of maybe you and a couple friends? Or do you do you have a lot of girlfriends who you can talk to about this? Okay. Uh, regarding that, mm-hmm. I talk with the people that I understand that they are open mm. for um So you're using your special magic. Yes. When you, when you see if somebody's okay or not to yeah. talk to. As yeah. I told you previously, that I'm a selective person. Mm-hmm. So even when I talk, mm-hmm. I am selective with the subjects that I use it with people. And that's so important because um, we call that discernment. Discernment is when you you don't just blast everything out to everybody. Mm-hmm. You're, you're selective. You're being careful I about am. who you talk to. And I do think that's important. It's important to be discerning. Yeah. Usually, when I talk with those kind of um, subjects, mm-hmm. I use the people. I have a couple of friends, but my sister, I think, is the the most person that I feel comfortable to tell her the deep, deep, deep things. <laughs> yeah. And now you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lucky. I feel super lucky. So your sister is just like you, yeah, right? She is similar. She's similar. similar. Yeah. In a different way, but... We understand each other. She understands how I feel. Mm-hmm. I think because of the, um, the age, maybe I am more matured than her. Okay. She's younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I think she needs things to 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 catch it up mm-hmm. or to learn about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And does she live near here or is she farther away? She's very far. Okay. Two hours by plane. She, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so the last question I want to ask you now, this one is a big one, mm-hmm. and we can wrap it up with this one. Now, do you see, um, okay, this is the big one. It's how does this spiritual kind of understanding blend with Islam for you? And is it something that initially, I'm just going to share real quick that I felt that it was very forbidden and not allowed but tell me how you weave the two together and how it how it if it works for you for having both 
It is really big, big question. Yes, I know. Regarding the forbidden things, it's not forbidden at all. Okay. Unfortunately, there is a lot of, let's say, um, missing information or uh, bad reputation regarding the word forbidden mm-hmm. uh, because Islam is is open religion mm-hmm. and there is a lot of things that it's fine and it's okay and we can connect it to the energy and so on. So there is nothing forbidden at all. But as I told you, the bad reputation or the wrong information that people uh, they just talk about and they don't know their real things that's unfortunately give it the bad reputation again mm-hmm. so so is, spirituality does it complement your islamic beliefs yes or do you find it very separate from your islamic no, beliefs to be honest it's not separate at all mm-hmm. because there is a lot of things when we go to spiritual things it's connected to my religion, Islam, it's really connected mm-hmm. regarding the silence, regarding the the calm, regarding the opening the channel with everyone and every religion, respecting every person, every color, every every religion. This is Islam. This is the true Islam. Um, I really feel sad sometimes when I hear the bad reputation of Islam or bad reputation about Muslims or Mm. those kind of things. I really feel sad because once you read about Islam, once you go through the details about Islam, you will find a lot of spiritual things. You will feel the calmness, kindness, um, every single things we call spiritual, it is there in Islam. Wow. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing to hear. And I will admit I haven't studied Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, I know just a little bit about it, but um, it brings peace to my heart to know that spirituality is a nice compliment to Islamic is. the is. Islamic religion. So it it's a little surprising to be honest. Um, cuz I just didn't know if it was okay. It is okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay. And also um, how to recharge yourself this is also one of the things that it's linked to spiritual let's say activities. Mm. Um, when we pray, for example, we do a lot of things exactly like yoga movement. Mm. Believe me, when I started the yoga, I was just thinking that how much it looked like my pray. Oh, really? You can't imagine. Wow. I was really shocked when I started to learn about yoga that, oh, I know that move. It's easy for me. I do it five times a day. And the the instructor, she was non-Saudi, and she asked me, 
Fatina, are you a ballerina or something because you are doing the yoga smoothly? Hmm. I said, no, <laughs> this is the first time to me. She said, your body is flexible the way you stand up, the way you move. I told her, I don't know why, but after a couple of sessions, when the channels opened between me and her, I told her that the yoga movement, most of it, we do it in our prey. And she was really <laughs> shocked. She said, what can I see you, how you pray? Yeah. And then I say, yeah, why not? And I did my pray in front of her. Mm. She was tearing because she couldn't believe how much uh, she was touched from the way that those things are connected together. The spirit and uh, Islam. Wow. Yeah. This is the most beautiful, amazing Thank you. conversation I could ever imagine having. And I am beyond honored to have met you. And thank you for having the courage to come and talk to me about this. And thank you for sharing everything. I mean, this is, it's poetic. It's poetic what you just said. Thank you. And I feel, I just, I feel very lucky. And you have really opened my eyes. You've opened my eyes a lot that it's okay to be spiritual in a very, in the most conservative Islamic country in the world. True. That's a big deal. I know, you know, there's a lot of people, they don't know that. And they don't know what Saudi Arabia, who is the people there. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of missing information or wrong information. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Samantha, mm -hmm. to give me this opportunity to talk about the spiritual things, to talk about myself and to talk about very tiny things about Islam, that it's okay and everything's fine mm -hmm. and thank you again <laughs> you are so welcome i like to call you my desert rose and oh. you really are my desert rose I, i mean the most beautiful desert rose ever and i mean that from inside outside everything thank um, you This has been amazing, and we will definitely talk again, and we can talk more about all kinds of things in more depth next time. But for now, thank you so much for being a part of this, and I'm sure um, you have enlightened some people about yeah, what you just said. I mean, it's a big deal. So I'm excited to hear the comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, and we will talk again soon. Soon. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. Bye.